Alawapa friends, welcome to Scattering Angels. It's the 18th day of speech of the year 175 of the Badi calendar, December 10th, 2018. I'm going to read to you today some passages on Baha'i marriage. Uh, I'm going to start off with the marriage tablet, and I have to first start off with the disclaimer that this is not an officially authenticated tablet. It's ascribed to Abdu'l-Bahá circa December 1918. It is not scripture, that is, is, as it is unauthenticated. It is attributed to Ahmad Surab. So I'll begin. The bond that unites hearts most perfectly is loyalty. True lovers, once united, must show forth the utmost faithfulness one to another. You must dedicate your knowledge, your talents, your fortunes, your titles, your bodies, and your spirits to God, to Baha'u'llah, and to each other. Let your hearts be spacious, as spacious as the universe of God. Allow no trace of jealousy to creep between you, for jealousy, like unto poison, vitiates the very essence of love. Let not the ephemeral incidents and accidents of this changeful life cause a rift between you. When differences present themselves, take counsel together in secret, lest others magnify a speck into a mountain. Harbor not in your hearts any grievance, but rather explain its nature to each other with such frankness and understanding that it will disappear, leaving no remembrance." Choose fellowship and amity and turn away from jealousy and hypocrisy. Your thoughts must be lofty, your ideals luminous, your minds spiritual, so that your souls may become a dawning place for the sun of reality. Let your hearts be like unto two pure mirrors, reflecting the stars of the heaven of love and beauty. Together make mention of noble aspirations and heavenly concepts. Let there be no secrets one from another. Make your home a haven of rest and peace. Be hospitable, and let the doors of your house be open to the faces of friends and strangers. Welcome every guest with radiant grace, and let each feel that it is his own home. No mortal can conceive the union and harmony which God has designed for man and wife. Nourish continually the tree of your union with love and affection, so that it will remain evergreen and verdant throughout all seasons and bring forth luscious fruits for the healing of the nations. O beloved of God, may your home be a vision of the paradise of Abha, so that whosoever enters there may feel the essence of purity and harmony and cry out from the heart, Here is the home of love. Here is the palace of love. Here is the nest of love. Here is the garden of love. Be like two sweet-singing birds perched upon the highest branch of the tree of life, filling the air with songs of love and rapture. Lay the foundation of your affection in the very center of your spiritual being, at the very heart of your consciousness, and let it not be shaken by adverse winds. And when God gives you sweet and lovely children, consecrate yourselves to their instruction and guidance, so that they may become imperishable flowers of the divine rose garden, nightingales of the ideal paradise, servants of the world of humanity, and fruit of the tree of your life. 
live in such harmony that others may take your lives for an example and may say one to another, Look how they live like two doves in one nest, in perfect love, affinity, and union. It is as though God had needed the very essence of their beings for the love of one another. Attain the ideal love that God has destined for you, so that you may become partakers of eternal life forthwith. Quaff deeply from the fountain of truth, and dwell all the days of your life in the paradise of glory, gathering immortal flowers from the garden of divine mysteries. Be to each other as heavenly lovers and divine beloved ones dwelling in a paradise of love. Build your nest on the leafy branches of the tree of love. Sail upon the shoreless sea of love. Walk in the eternal rose garden of love. Bathe in the shining rays of the sun of love. Be firm and steadfast in the path of love. Perfume your nostrils with the fragrances from the flowers of love. Attune your ears to the soul-entrancing melodies of love. Let your aims be as generous as the, as the banquets of love, and your words as a string of white pearls from the ocean of love. Drink deeply of the elixir of love, so that you may live, live continually in the reality of divine love. The next passage I'm going to read is from Selections from the Writings of Abdu'l-Bahá on page 118. Baha'i marriage is the commitment of the two parties one to the other and their mutual attachment of mind and heart. Each must, however, exercise the utmost care to become thoroughly acquainted with the character of the other that the binding covenant between them may be a tie that will endure forever. This purpose must be this, to become loving companions and comrades, and at one with each other for time and eternity. The next passage is also from the Selections from the Writings of Abu Baha, page 117. Marriage among the mass of the people is a physical bond, and this union can only be temporary, since it is foredoomed to a physical separation at the close. Among the people of Baha, however, marriage must be a union of the body and of the spirit as well. For here, both husband and wife are aglow with the same wine. Both are enamored of the same matchless face. Both live and move through the same spirit. Both are illumined by the same glory. This connection between them is a spiritual one. Hence it is a bond that will abide forever. Likewise do they enjoy strong and lasting ties in the physical world as well. For if the marriage is based both on the spirit and the body, that union is a true one. Hence it will endure. If, however, the bond is physical and nothing more, it is sure to be only temporary and must inexorably end in separation. And the next passage is by Abdu'l-Bahá in Lights of Guidance on page 226. The Lord, peerless is he, hath made woman and man to abide with each other in the closest companionship and to be even as a single soul. They are two helpmates, two intimate friends who should be concerned about the welfare of each other. If they live thus, 
they will pass through this world with perfect contentment, bliss, and peace of heart, and become the object of divine grace and favor in the kingdom of heaven. But if they do other than this, they will live out their lives in great bitterness, longing at every moment for death, and will be shamefaced in the heavenly realm. Strive then to abide heart and soul with each other, as two doves in the nest, for this is to be blessed in both worlds. And one more from Selections from the Writings of Abdu'l-Bahá, also on page 118. The true marriage of Baha'is is this, that husband and wife should be united both physically and spiritually, that they may ever improve the spiritual life of each other, and may enjoy everlasting unity throughout all the worlds of God. This is Baha'i marriage. I wanted to also read a brief passage from Prescription for Living by Ruhia Kanun. It's in the section on love and marriage, and it begins on page 87 and goes to page 88. Marriage must be viewed in its correct relation to the individual and to the community at large. You will never get the most out of anything unless you understand its proper function. Marriage should be looked forward to primarily for the lifelong comradeship it provides. It is likely that your life partner is going to outlast all your other intimate relationships. Your parents will most probably die before you do. Your children will grow up and make lives for themselves. Your brothers and sisters and friends will have their own intimate relationships in life, which will perforce have to take first place. But your partner, your wife or husband, will be there with you always. Joys and sorrows will have to be shared, the home, the children, the income, to a great extent your interests and diversions, will be a common holding. Before you marry, you have to realize this. You have to ponder whether you two can go through all that together satisfactorily. Do not expect too much of marriage or too little. Water cannot rise above its own level. Your union cannot produce more than you two contribute to it. If you are full of imperfections, intolerant, impatient, exacting, dictatorial, suspicious, short-tempered, selfish, do not imagine that these characteristics are going to make your marriage happy or that by changing your partner a new union will be more successful. Marriage, like all our relationships in life, is a process which, among other things, serves to grind the sharp edges off us. The grinding often hurts. The adjustment to another person's character is difficult at first. That is why love is needed here more than in any other relationship. Love, being essentially a divine force, binds. It leaps like a spark the gaps between people's thoughts and conflicting desires, between perhaps widely different temperaments. It heals the wounds we all inflict on each other, whether inadvertently or in moments of rage, jealousy, or spite. To the influence of love in marriage is gradually added another powerful catalyst, habit. The common home, the daily association, produces a common framework and habit. One of the most powerful forces in life begins to knit husband and wife together. It acts as a powerful stabilizer. If love is allowed to fail, habit itself may be strong enough to preserve the union.
All right, I'm going to continue our reading of the hidden words of Baha'u'llah. We are now on the 47th and 48th hidden word from the Arabic. By my beauty, to tinge thy hair with thy blood is greater in my sight than the creation of the universe and the light of both worlds. Strive then to attain this, O servant. O son of man, for everything there is a sign. The sign of love is fortitude under my decree and patience under my trials. I'd like to close today with a prayer from the Baha'i Prayer Book. It is for aid and assistance, written by Al-Dabaha. It begins on page 23 and goes to page 24. O thou kind Lord, we are servants of thy threshold, taking shelter at thy holy door. We seek no refuge save only this strong pillar, Turn nowhere for a haven but unto thy safe keeping. Protect us, bless us, support us. Make us such that we shall love but thy good pleasure. Utter only thy praise, follow only the pathway of truth, that we may become rich enough to dispense with all save thee and receive our gifts from the sea of thy beneficence, that we may ever strive to exalt thy cause and to spread thy sweet savors far and wide, and we may become oblivious of self and occupied only with thee and disown all else and be caught up in thee. O thou provider, O thou forgiver, grant us thy grace and loving kindness, thy gifts and thy bestowals, and sustain us, that we may attain our goal. Thou art the powerful, the able, the knower, the seer, and verily thou art the generous, and verily thou art the all-merciful, and verily thou art the ever-forgiving, he to whom no repentance is due, he who forgiveth even the most grievous of sins. Abdu'l-Baha. Thank you for joining me today at Scattering Angels. I hope to have you back for our next episode. In the meantime, have a joyous day. Thank you.